the extraordinary belongs to those that create it. Rebelling against business plans and debt, rebelling against what society expects of us to build cool businesses, make money, have fun and do good. Let's create something extraordinary together. Welcome to The Rebel Entrepreneur. Welcome back to the show, Adam from Craftbox Club UK. It's been a while. Hello, Alan. It's good to be back. Um, yeah, it's, it's been it's been a good few months, and uh, and we've had Christmas in the way and everything. So uh, all sorts of things have happened since we last spoke. All sorts of things have happened. <laughs> so that's what we want to talk about. Let's let's start with the update. What has changed? Where are you since we last spoke? Sure. So last time I'd had a bit of success. So I started um, doing the subscription boxes in about what about this time last year, I guess. And uh, I've been getting a bit of success over the year um, and just trying to work out um, what kind of business it was and who my customers were and all that sort of good stuff. Uh, And I was um, I, I got to about, I think, 100 subscribers. Um, and then over Christmas, that's uh, that that's rocketed up to uh, just over three hundred. Um, so I'm now sending out over three hundred boxes a month. So things have changed quite a lot over Christmas. Um, and now what I'm on to is is trying to work out what I'm what I'm going to do next. Um, well, I think the first bit on. is wow, three hundred and twenty subscribers. That is incredible. From from where we first started this conversation with Jennifer Vessels, uh, that was about episode five of senior season two. Like this is unbelievable how much progress you've made. And one thought for you is every business has seasons and cycles. For the Rebel Business School, we have seasons and cycles whereby we run lots of events in the spring, but then nothing happens in the summer. No one runs events in the summer. So basically we go quiet for end of July, August, and then it kind of ramps back up. And then November, uh, like late September, October, November are crazy. Uh, And then our business dies in December (laughs) because no one runs events. They're all having fun for Christmas and doing parties and stuff. And then it picks back up middle of January, late January, and we do that every single year. And I think your business is going to have seasonal cycles whereby you get a huge amount of subscribers at Christmases. There'll be birthdays, which will be throughout the year, but that'll be more of a steady trickle. There'll be Easter, which I'm sure will pick things up. And I think you will have a very similar thing where you go in and out of cycles. And what's important about that is knowing and preparing for the cycles and waves because it's going to be coming (laughs) Uh, (laughs) and you might have the period now where you're delivering what you do, but you need to still be doing the marketing and sales and prepping for the next bit. Um, And yeah, business comes and goes in cycles, just like energy. Sure. Um, And, and that's, I've been trying to uh, identify a bit of a signal um, to work out what those cycles will be. Because I, I come from like a data background, so I, I love the data. And um, since we've had, so we've, you know, about a year ago, we had the, the initial growth to um, just sell the first few boxes. Uh, and then we had a global pandemic 
um, which may, might have, have changed things uh, <laughs> up or down. <laughs> Who knows? Um, people have said this, the summer wasn't going to be as good, but actually there was still growth through the summer. Uh, and then uh, I think I projected about 10% more for Christmas because I thought that it would be seasonal for, for Christmas. Uh, and it was about four or five times more for Christmas. Yeah, so four like to five hundred percent more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, which which is mad. Uh, and then you know we're down again a little bit, but still a little bit higher than um, than than at the sort of average months for last year, which is which is nice. So I, I you know, I'm I'm learning this as I go along. <laughs> and it's it's experience, which is kind of what we always say: is you just have to get into it and do it. And you'll learn on the fly. And there's only so much preparation you can do before you just have to get into it. Like You've had a huge number of successes. You've created new kits. You're getting five-star reviews, being picked up by influencers. You've created a members club. People are booking one-to-one sessions. So I love that you actively took what we discussed about on the last episode and implemented it. Um, you've had a huge amount of growth and you've done a huge amount. And I think... In the rush to build a successful business, sometimes you don't appreciate how far you've already come. How are you appreciating? Like you have 320 <laughs> subscribers, Adam, with a members hub, five-star reviews, being picked up by influencers, people booking one-to-ones directly with you because they like your smile and your blue eyes and all that stuff. <laughs> like, you do you appreciate how far you've come? Uh, I, I think I've got part of my brain that does and part of my brain that, uh, that, that just sort of ignores it and carries on. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, it, it's great and it's, I'm, I'm really proud of what I've, I've built so far. Um, and, and I'm really pleased that I've been able to develop the product a little bit more since Christmas as well, based on those conversations that I've had with customers. Um, it's, it's been really cool to, uh, start to be able to support a, a project that's growing trees or planting trees even um, in Reading. Uh, so for every subscriber, we we donate something towards that. Uh, so it's been nice to be um, a bit more kind of true to the the ethics behind this business as well. Um, given ha- you know having having a few more customers, it's allowed me to to make this into more of what I what I'm really passionate about. So I think. For everyone listening, I would like you just to take a moment to appreciate how far you've come. Even if you've not started your business yet, you've been thinking about it, you've done all sorts of planning. Like We need to appreciate how far we've come before we dive into where's next. Because sometimes in the rush to get to the goal, we forget to appreciate the journey. So anyway, enough appreciating. Get on with it, Alan. Um, <laughs> marketing sales you came to me and said right marketing activities are a bit up in the air i'm sending out all these boxes i do a bit here a bit there let's talk about marketing and that's one of the biggest things for a business is how do i consistently market and bring in customers is that the biggest challenge you've got at the moment consistently marketing yeah so particularly over the last few months where i've been um you know really scaling up to to get more orders out uh, there's there's been more um, pandemic troubles with uh, <laughs> um, with homeschool and, and all that. So I've had about half my usual week. So I've really just been trying to keep the business going and then um, do uh, marketing activities as a as and when I can. 
And what I'd like to do is is change that into something that's a bit more planned. Um, so that I think in previous episodes, you've been talking about having it like a marketing machine um, so that I know, okay, next week I want to do these things and do them consistently, you know, same thing on a Friday um, uh, and also start some things that are a bit more kind of automated around when subscriptions start and end and yeah, just, just make it into, um, yeah, into that machine that you're talking about. So I think you've got two elements here and you're absolutely right. You've got existing customers and you've got winning new business and any business out there, whether you've started, whether you're not, needs to think in those two ways. We need to have the process or what we're going to do with existing customers. And with our business, we we weren't very good at what happened after events. And lots of people, we got a reputation, Adam, as popping up and then popping off. And <laughs> people wouldn't really see us again. And we've had to get a lot better at the follow-up, generating a report about what we've done, the support for people who come on our courses, and we've had to develop those pieces over time. So there's that sort of element of the farming of the existing customers and looking after them, making sure they're happy, following up what did you did, did you didn't like. Uh, if they decide not to renew, maybe there's a voucher to pass to friends or maybe there's the debrief of why and what happens so that we can learn. But it's thinking through that customer journey from the very start to the very end and doing what we can to put in those automated pieces that make people personally feel careful, which there's the challenge. How do you make automation feel personal? <laughs> and it's possible because I felt it and in some ways I've done it, um, that's part one. And then part two is how do you make sure your message is getting out there to new people being shared by people each week? And that's the sort of the hunting, the going out there and finding the new people. Um, and then making sure it happens every week, which the idea I've had recently, which I'd love to share with you and get your thoughts on is, I keep repeating to everyone, the extraordinary belongs to those that create it. And you've been doing this, like you've built a business, you've got 320 <laughs> people, you are doing this, you are building the extraordinary. And I love that. And we've had chats about financial independence. We've had chats about your mm. business, like you are on it. And my most recent realization is actually the extraordinary belongs to those that create it. But the foundation blocks, the concrete that makes extraordinary is quite boring. <laughs> it's sending out a post <laughs> on social media. It's tracking your spending. It's the daily activities that get you to exceptional, extraordinary. And actually, it's the boring daily elements that we've got to learn to love and have fun with that build exceptional over time. Right. Well, the, the word that that, um, that brings to mind is uh, sustainability. Um, and that's, you know, part of what Craftbox Club is really about in terms of the environment. But I want to make sure that this is, I'm building something that is, is sustainable for me to run as well. Um, and, you know, this is what I, this is what I want to do. Um, it's not something that I want to, um, you know, try for a little bit and then, pass on or, or whatever um i i really enjoy doing this so yeah this has got to be something that i build and i can do consistently um you know forever you know 
<laughs> and I think there are those moments where you go, okay, we're going to do something crazy. We're going to do a PR stunt. We're going to do this. And we'll like a big push and mm. you make it happen. Then you've always got to relax back into what's the daily activity and what's the sustainable way of doing it. Cause I think you can absolutely do sprints and create magic to happen underneath that should be the foundation of daily activity and this i think is the actual piece for you is as we go through this what's the one two three marketing things you're going to do on a weekly basis every week no matter what that just continue to push you forwards and then maybe what's the wild card (laughs) the crazy thing we're going to do this month to test to push out there, to do something strange, to do something big that will get people's attention. And I think it's that balance of those two that will keep you engaged, having fun, and keep a smooth amount of business coming in. Yeah, that's that's what I've got to, I've got to decide, I think. So tell me, <clears throat> like, currently, what do you do for marketing? Like, I know you said it's sporadic, but what are you currently doing? So I do the the stuff like um, going through Instagram and finding um, uh, you know other accounts that that might have a crossover with my my customers um, and following the people who who like the post on there um, and yeah doing comments and chatting to some other people who might be interested in crafting. Certainly to start with, a lot of the orders came through doing that. So that's something that I like to do when I have a, a you know, a free hour of an afternoon or something is, uh, you know, doing the follows and actually, you know, following up, up on leads on Instagram. I um, love that. So you know that leads to business. So when you spend an hour yeah. on Instagram, that leads to new contacts who get to know you, which leads to business. Yes. So I can, I can say I could, if, I, if I spend a couple of hours on, in, on Instagram, that usually leads to a sale cool and that builds up over time because you're starting to build your following you're starting to get out there cool excellent and i think that's part of what we're looking for is sustainable methods of do this generate result yeah and if we can find those and then just do a little bit each week it starts to build up and just in terms of targets I know you have a target for the number of subscribers that you want to have to create that sustainable business that is able to fund your lifestyle, uh, give you enough money to do what you want to do and help you make progress towards financial independence. And the thing that always comes back to me is the Kevin Kelly article, 1000 True Fans. Have you ever read that one, Adam? I've not, but um, I'm familiar with what you're talking about, for sure. Yes. Yeah. And if you have a thousand true fans that are giving you a hundred pounds a year, you have a hundred thousand pound business. Um, and then you start to think, well, okay, if I spend an hour on Instagram, I get an extra fan, like a thousand hours is a lot, but if you're building it over the years, actually like you can just start to add those followers. You can just start to add those subscribers and you will build towards it. And we do the sustainable work and then we do the crazy stuff that will hopefully bring in 50 subscribers in one go uh, or a hundred subscribers in one go. Um, Or we wait till Christmas every year and add 300. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yes. And then work on retaining them. And in three years you will have built a hundred. 
a thousand followers or a thousand subscribers. Um, I'd rather not wait though. We'd rather just build it as we go, but that's the kind of goal. (laughs) And I think having in mind the goal, how many, what is your goal? The number of subscribers you want for your business that love what you do, stay with you, build the boxes. What's the goal of the number of subscribers? So I want to get to 300 subscribers across the year. So three, so basically holds the level that I have at the moment for the rest of the year. Um, and the, 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 the difficulty with that is that a lot of the subscriptions that are, are, are bought are three month subscriptions, a hardcore of, <laughs> of fans that, that really stick around, which is really lovely. Uh, and then some that I've had for, for about a year so far, but most of them, uh, are three month gifts. So I either need to get people to, to stay longer. Um, or get get more people in, or both. Okay. <laughs> so actually, like we've got the target, it's sustaining the target, which there will always be drop off. Doesn't matter what mm. your business is, people will do crafting for a few years and then drop off, or they'll move city and forget about it, or they'll get a new job and get distracted. There will always be drop off. There will always be new coming in, and these are the two elements. Is keeping that new flowing in and then keeping the existing one. So what do you think your biggest area of challenge is at the moment? Is it the new biz or is it the keeping the existing business? So I, I think given that a lot of the, the subscriptions are bought as gifts, there's always going to be a bit of a drop off that I, I can't really, um, I can't really control so much because people, I think if people are, are bought gifts, there's, there's definitely an opportunity to retain some of, retain some of them. But it's not going to be like most of those. I wouldn't say the majority would would stay. So, you know, th- there's more I can do on retaining, but I also need to bring in some some more customers to make this sustainable. Cool. So let's focus on the new business. Let's focus on bringing people in. So you're doing some Instagram. You're building alliances with brands. You're doing social media posts. You've managed to get noticed by some influencers. You sort of haphazardly doing bits. What we need to do is come up with what's the activities you're going to do on a weekly basis or a daily basis that will build this in a sustainable manner. And there's two elements to this, Adam. The first is the divergent thinking, which is here's everything we could do in marketing, which is hundreds of marketing ideas. There's hundreds of ways to market. Um, the challenge is when you first launch a business that gets very overwhelming because you're like, I could do all of this stuff Ugh. Mm-hmm. and then do none of it. So the second phase is the uh, convergent thinking, which is what's the three things I'm going to do. The challenge is most people like to do both those phases of thinking at the same time. <laughs> so what they do is they come up with an idea and then judge it. And then they right. come up with an idea and then judge it. And then they stop coming up with ideas and they feel demotivated and stressed. What actually should happen is you come up with all of the ideas without any judgment. <laughs> like, here's an idea. Here's an idea. We could do this. We could do that. We could do the other. And then once we've got that list of however many ideas we come up with, then do we look through it and go, mm, that one's a lot of work. This one, oh, I could do that. That sounds fun and exciting. And I think that might bring in some customers. Then you do the judgment. I think most people, when they're working on their business, try and do this all in one go. 
So there's the idea phase, and then you split out the convergent thinking, which is the what are the three things I'm going to actually do. And the beautiful way of doing that is the idea phase generates a huge number of ideas that then later on, once you've done the three things to start with, you can go back to the idea list and pick off another couple and then pick off another couple. And you've got a bunch of exciting ideas to keep you going. Um, But it's splitting out those two. Have you had any experience with that so far? Uh, So I've come up with a spreadsheet with where I've captured a load of things that I, 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 you know, a load of random ideas. Uh, I think I can probably go a bit further, get the post-it notes out. (laughs) uh, (laughs) No, you love a post-it. So yeah, you get get those all out and um, yeah, go a bit further with the divergent thinking. So three ways to do that that will help you. Uh, Number one is definitely post-it notes, post-it notes on the wall. And the way to do that then is to look at the post-it notes every day or so and go, how could I do this bigger? How could I do this? And every time you look at it, you'll come up with new ideas and stick them on the wall and you'll have a sort of Mm. expanding mosaic. Uh, Then your friends come around and go, what is that on your wall? And you tell them and they go, oh, have you thought of this? Have you tried this? Mm. Um, And growing the ideas. Um, Number two is looking at it through a different frame. So this is, uh, what would I do if I had unlimited resources? Uh, How would... Apple promote Craft Box Club? How would Red Bull promote Craft <laughs> Box Club? <laughs> they probably have a flying event. Um, I always think Richard... of, uh, of Brewdog being oh. a big fan of Brewdog and they're uh, unleashing squirrels from a helicopter or something. Uh, oh, I, I love that. I, I love those sorts of ideas. Um, Surely you can craft a flying squirrel <laughs> and we can release it from a drone over Reading somewhere and it will <laughs> yeah. fly. Yeah, something uh, like that. Um, but I, I think need to... it's having that craziness and that fun, those different mm, frames okay. allow you to think further. Yeah, so how would BrewDog promote craft box businesses? Um, well, I mean, they, they always say, oh, they started off with nothing. It, it was 500 grand or something. <laughs> so Yeah, that's absolutely I... nothing nowadays. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. As a marketing budget. You know, I'd love access to a helicopter. That'd be great. <laughs> do you have um, any friends with a helicopter which I, then it comes back to the five ways to start a business for free can i mm. uh can i get it for free maybe not <laughs> can i borrow it can i barter for it yes um is there a local news helicopter that you could like just jump in for the day i don't know there's there's got to be a way to find one like if you genuinely want a helicopter let's get creative let's think about that and i think so many people go, I'd love to have a helicopter, but that would never happen. And they judge their <laughs> mm. ideas immediately. Yes, that's what you know doing, what my head yes. says? My head says, you'd love to have a helicopter. Hell yes, let's make this happen. Who's got one? <laughs> Where can we borrow one? Where can we find one? Let's think big. But there's always a way to think big. Yeah, for sure. Oh, I love it. Um, there's, a, there's a Banksy on the, uh, on, on the wall of Reading Jail at the moment. Um, Ooh. Which uh, and I, I, you know, I, I, sorry, I'm just throwing out random ideas. I just, I just love to see that as a graffiti wall um, or something, um, and and get involved in that somehow. That would be amazing. Well, speak to the council. Um, mm. Do you know who to speak to? Yeah, so I've been involved in that. There's a, a a movement to try and save Reading Jail um, as a cultural hub, 
so I'm a bit involved in, in that at the moment. Cool. And then you start to think, who do I speak to? Where do I go? Mm. And then you ask your friends because you go, Alan, do you know anyone in Reading? And I go, yes, Adam, I've run three events there and I know all of the economic team. We know some of the council team. Like, who do you need to speak to? And then go to them and tell them your idea and tell them what you want. And I think a lot of the times, whenever I'm brainstorming marketing ideas with people, they're so quick to kill their own ideas. So quick. And I tend to have the opposite thing of, well, we can make this happen. And then they look a little bit scared, like deer in the headlights. What do you mean I'm going to make this happen? Don't force me (laughs) to do it. It's just a nice idea, Alan. But if we don't take action on these nice ideas, like the people listening, I'm sure you have a bunch of nice ideas that could work. If you don't do them, nothing will ever happen. Uh, And this is the bit. So we've got to stop killing the ideas and going, if you want to create that graffiti wall, let's go speak to everyone and make phone calls, send messages. Life is still on Zoom calls because of the pandemic which is actually making it easier to get hold of people because mm, yeah. that's what they do. So let's speak to these people. Let's make it happen. If that's what you really dream of, let's make this happen. Yeah, it'd be cool. Um, I, I think what I need to do is come, do the whole divergent, uh, you know, a, a divergent brainstorm on its own. So the, the way that I've come up with ideas already has been has been very vanilla. And and I've, <laughs> I've, I've got a spreadsheet and, and immediately put a pros and cons column in there. Uh, which I oh, haven't actually you've got filled the pros in. Pros and cons column. Yeah, it's dreadful, no, isn't it? <laughs> no, that's killing creativity. Yeah, it really has. Um, so yeah, I'll I'll go go back and and have another go at that. I think. Um, where's that creative where it, phase? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, Linda is getting creative. Uh, and something you said, I've done this very vanilla so far. Uh, <laughs> Something I repeat at the pop-up business schools, if if you want the same results as everyone else, do the same as everyone else. Uh, And I think I would love to add to that based on what you've just said. If you want vanilla results, take vanilla action. And if you want extraordinary results, take extraordinary action. If you want slightly crazy erratic results, (laughs) take crazy erratic action. Um, And I think... I think when we're talking about this, when we're talking about the marketing and stuff, we should have, I don't know, maybe 50, 60% of our marketing activity is the vanilla. I'm going to do the Instagram bit. I'm going to send the messages. I'm going to email influencers. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. There's the standard work. And then there's the stretch stuff that's going to make you a household name in one go if it goes well. But if it doesn't, it doesn't matter because we've still backed it up with the solid foundation of the daily activity that will get there. The thing is, we will never get to those stretch ones if we judge them as we go. So we need to go. Have you ever played Yes And, Adam? It's a classic improv game. Uh, <laughs> that's the kind of thing that, that generally tends to terrify me. So uh, <laughs> I've, I've, heard, I've heard of that. <laughs> Okay, well, if it terrifies uh, you, it sounds like yeah, it's the right thing to do. It's the right thing to do. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you want is outside your comfort zone. I keep relearning this. So let's play this now with your marketing ideas. So the idea is you say something and I cannot judge. I cannot say no. I definitely cannot say but 
because but is just killing something. So let me give you an example of but. Uh, Adam, I really like your jumper, but what am I actually saying? You don't like my jumper. Exactly. And but kills ideas. And people will say that to me. They'll go, Alan, I really like your idea about marketing, but... Mm. What they're actually saying is your idea is rubbish, Alan, and I'm never going to do it. And it, when they say that, what does it do to my energy to give them new ideas? It kills it. Kills it. Destroys it. I'm like, well, okay, whatever. Go do what you want to do if you don't like my ideas. Uh, the ridiculous thing is, Adam, people do this to themselves in their own heads. Mm. So they go, here's my idea. I'd like to get a helicopter, but... And then you're immediately deflated and you have no energy. So what we've got to do is we've got to change but. No one likes a big but. It kills everything. Like, let's avoid big buts and we're going to do yes ands. Um, So I'd really like a helicopter. Ooh, yes and. I wonder if we could find one here. Ooh, exciting. Yes and. I wonder if we could do this. And that is how you build ideas, not kill them. 99% of people spend their life killing all of the ideas they come up with and everyone else's ideas. It frustrates the heck out of me. Hmm. If we're going to get past that and actually be creative and make a difference, we need to play yes and. So let's do this right now so we get an example for the audience, for you and for everyone. And if you're listening, I want you to play along for your own business. (laughs) Or if you have an idea based on what I and Adam say, email Adam message him on his website what's your website adam it's craftboxclub.com perfect go to craftbox.club <laughs> go to what adam just said <laughs> and send him a message with your idea play along and then do the same for your business so let's start um adam give us one of your ideas for marketing uh it would be to oh well, I don't know. Are we going to, are we going to go for a helicopter? Are we, how crazy are we going to go? It doesn't matter because yes, and will build to crazy naturally. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can start with the most vanilla idea you like and then add layers onto it. Okay. Um, so I'm going to get in touch with a, uh, like a TV personality who's, um, who's, who runs a craft show. Ooh. Oh, I love that. Uh, give us an idea of some of the craft shows that are out there now that you're thinking of. So I think there's one that's called Craft. Uh, and then there's Kirsty Allsop, who does all sorts of craft shows. And there's uh, there's the Pottery Throwdown, which is a new one. The um, Pottery Throwdown. Pottery I Throwdown, love which is pretty yes, cool. Yes, and the Pottery <laughs> Throwdown. I think you should throw down to the Pottery Throwdown. So do a video throwing down and challenging Pottery Throwdown uh, to a craft <laughs> off. Yes. <laughs> it, wait, do I go yes and? <laughs> yeah, the yes and. What else could you do? And what else could I do? Um... Oh, yes and. Not only could we throw down to them, we could lay out the stakes. So yes, and the winner does this or the loser has to do this. Yes, and the loser has to plant 100 trees to make the country more sustainable. Or yes, and the winner has to streak naked through Reading Town Centre and then be (laughs) photographed in front of the Banksy. I love it. (laughs) 
<laughs> Adam is killing all of those ideas in his head right now and struggling to go, yes, and what else could I do? But that's what everyone does. And that's why you never get onto the next ideas. Um, and like, just because you say yes, and doesn't mean you have to take my idea and do it, Adam. Mm. It just yep. means you have to build on it because my suggestion might not be good for you, but it'll lead to a thought that will work for you. If you don't go through those suggestions, you never actually get to the thought that will work for you. Mm, for sure. I like it. I'm a rabbit in the headlights, Alan. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, where I, that's where I've gone. <laughs> and I love the idea. <laughs> He's picturing himself naked it's... in front of the Banksy, Banksy <laughs> right now. This is Maybe I've gone too far. But the idea is to go, yes, and the uh, the prize could be this, or the competition could be this, or whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah yes and yes and yes and uh i i do really i believe i i do run a creative business <laughs> who, who would believe it it take, takes me many hours of silence to come up with this level of creativity <laughs> And I'm putting you on the spot in the instant. Yeah, that's um, it. <laughs> part of this is to uncover the habitual thought patterns that we all have. And the habitual thought patterns that we all have is when we kill ideas before they even survive. Uh, and this is designed to go, what else could we do? Um, so we've got the throwdown. We've got the competition. Yes, and I wonder if we can challenge them to a YouTube competition whereby uh, you've got two side-by-side -side screens and you've got 15 minutes to create the most crafty thing you can out of uh, elements that you didn't know you were going to get. So I'm sealing a butler-style silver platter reveal and you on one side looking like a deer in the headlights, looking at these items going, what am I going to make? And then on the other side, and you've got a 15 minute craft off on YouTube or an episode of their TV show uh, and doing things like that. And <laughs> it's uh, I, I love what was coming out of your brain. Um, it's brilliant. I, so I, 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 I let, okay, let me go. Yes. And the, I, I love the idea of having, any kind of craft off competition um and that that's kind of where i started last year doing craft off stuff um and it you know that that was more than the the pottery throwdown sort of thing it um it was more more kind of messy and haphazard um but yeah no i i, I love that that idea of getting a bit competitive with it so yes what are we going to do yes. with it like what what else could we do that's the challenge is getting creative with marketing and coming up with these ideas and it takes energy. It takes time. Um, but they are there, Adam. They exist. They are there for you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I need to I need to open myself up to this sort of stuff a bit more for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so it's now March. Easter's in about three or four weeks. Let's use Easter as a theme and try a little bit of yes and. What could we do to promote your business in Easter? What could we do that's exciting to promote your business for Easter? An Easter craft hunt. Ooh, I love the Easter half craft hunt. That's excellent. Yes, and oh, your business is about sustainability. And the thought that I had was 
people buy all of these Easter eggs in cardboard and they throw away all the packaging, is there a thing that you can do? Like if you've been given a Cadbury's Easter egg or whatever the brand is, then you can do this with the box. Here's a way to use the materials you've got rather than just get rid of them. Uh, yes, and they could share what they they did on social media, um, and we could put the, all of their entries into a a pot for a prize. And the entries could, uh, you know, e- each entry could go towards planting more trees in Reading. I love that, and yes, and we could get one of these TV celebrities that you want to reach out to to be the judge, so they could judge the competition of the creativity and what they're doing. Yes, and we because it's Reading, we can uh, we could get people to do it in the theme of the new Banksy graffiti on Reading Jail. I love that. Get everyone excited about that mm. and the jail. Uh, and yes, and they could use their craft to deliver a message, just like Banksy does. Yeah, so we could reach out to uh, other graffiti artists to get involved um, and spread the message um, through their social media um, across the country. I love that. Uh, Yes, and we can then contact the national press and tell them, look, we are using recycled materials and crafting to change the political landscape. Yes, and we can get involved with the uh, the, um, local council to, um, to, to, to help that effort towards um securing that wall as a graffiti wall um and it and it helping the uh the whole project to say to save reading jail at the same time i love that yes and we could craft a mini reading jail out of some things and send it to each one of them <laughs> yes and we could um have a, a gathering at the jail where everybody brings their um their mini jails along which would look great photographed against the the big jail in the background i love that yes and we could lock up some of the uh, politicians or tv celebrities <laughs> yes <laughs> so i'm just thinking of specific individuals <laughs> um but do you see how the process works and when you start to get into the flow of it you can come up with all sorts of ideas that you can fire off get people behind share create like this is the process, but going through that, and I think it felt like in that one, you were finally sort of starting to get out of your own way and just give ideas. How did that feel to you, that process of yes and? Um, yeah, so it was, it, I was definitely sort of uh, more in the flow of, of the second one. And it it feels like it's a brain training exercise, isn't it? I think the more that you do it, the more you get used to doing it. Um, and yeah, particularly being a one person business, uh, it's 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 kind of hard to do that with yourself. Um, so I possibly you know maybe need to find somebody to to fire fire those crazier ideas around with. Yeah, go in the Rebel Business School support group and mm. say I want to do this exercise. I need three or four other business owners. We'll do it for your business. We'll do it for my business. We'll all share ideas. Yeah. Um, find some friends that have creative ideas and want to have fun. Most of your friends will come up with uh, ideas that are just taking the mickey out of you. But occasionally there is a gem <laughs> of excellence somewhere within it. 
you're right, having more people around you helps. And if we had four people with us doing yes and, like the ideas would flow so quickly, you get in the flow state and then you start to build on each other's ideas. One key to that is everyone says their ideas out loud. Because if you don't say your idea out loud, I can't build on it. So that's a critical phase is I say it out loud, you hear it and you go, yes, and and build or add. Or sometimes you just go, that idea has sparked an idea that is nothing to do with it, but that's okay. Yes, and we could try this and it's completely random and then it sparks more ideas. But that's the process. Then we go, what's the convergent thinking? What are we actually going to do about it? So to do a mini example of that, was there anything in our random seven, eight minutes of idea generation that you thought, oh, that's interesting, other than locking up politicians, which seem to get you very <laughs> excited? Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really keen to see this, uh, this, this Reading Jail thing um, become a cultural hub. Um, and, and so I, I'm keen to kind of link Craft Box Club into, into that somehow, but I don't sort of you know, I don't want to make it that this is probably the right, I, I kind of don't want to make it all about me because it's all about that. Um, but it, it would be lovely to support that in some way. Um, and I guess that also turns more kind of attention on, on the business as well, potentially, if there's a way Which of doing is, that. This is definitely the judgment phase. So now you go, actually, will this idea help me? And this is the phase that you get to. But you cannot get to this phase without having the idea first. So my questions are, will this actually bring you subscribers? Will this actually get your business in front of the target market? Uh, And this, to me, sounds like more of a... Like if you're getting your business in the press, if it's getting the message out there, if you're a supporter, that can be great. Uh, it does feel like it's more of a cause than a marketing business. Um, if it actually has, Adam from Craftbox Club has created all these mini Reading jails as a way to get uh, attention for the cause. Like that would get the message out and get you in the local press, get you in the local media. That could do all sorts of things and we could test that. Um, and I think it's taking that idea and refining it and going then, going back to the goal of more subscribers We want to have 350 subscribers continuously throughout the year. Will this idea get us to the goal? And this is where, like, you'll see creative Alan throwing out crazy ideas. And I don't know if they'll work. I'm just Mm -hmm. having fun. Then you get business Alan comes along afterwards and goes, yes, but will that achieve the goal? Will that lead us to where we want to go? (laughs) Um, Because now we've got to decide where are we going to put our limited resources of time and energy because we only have so much time. We only have so much energy. Which of these ideas is actually going to drive the goal? The problem is most people try and do both of those things at the same time. They try and do Mm. the business idea generation and the analysis at the same time. And it does not work. You have to separate. Um, So then You go, okay, if that idea isn't the one, what's the next one we can evaluate? Or maybe that idea is the one that you do in your spare time because it's the cause you believe in, but it's not the one that will drive the subscribers. So we pick two Mm. or three others. Yeah, for sure. Evaluation is very important. Yeah, definitely. So one of of the things that I'm quite keen on is becoming known as a Reading business and associated with Reading. 
and as well as it being something that I believe in, this is this is why I'm involved with Ethical Reading, which is this charity that, um, amongst other things, is planting urban trees in Reading. Um, so that's helped really associate me with being a like a Reading brand. So I'm quite keen on doing other things that are going to to, to support that, just because you know it, I think people are you know it, it's it's building a bit more trust if if you live in Reading and it's a Reading business then you know, you're likely to trust that business a little bit more um, and support that business a little bit more if it's a Reading business. So there's you know things like supporting that campaign or supporting the, the, the Growing Trees campaign. I'd like to get involved in more things like that. Which I love. The hardcore business cynic is coming out going, how does that get you new subscribers, Adam? Which building trust is fantastic doing that. I definitely... So now we've transitioned away from fun, Alan. Uh, how is this going to build business results alan is now here and i'm going that sounds lovely but that should be 10 percent of your time that should not be throwing out there getting your business growing the business taking you towards your goal and i think so many people spend their time focused on their causes rather than building their own business and looking after themselves and the funny thing is if you build your business and getting it to a successful stage, you will have more resources and time to help go far bigger than you will at the moment. Yeah. And I think making money allows you to do good. So I would always say, put the oxygen mask on you first, build your business first, spend 10% of your time on that. And that mm -hmm. will then allow you to do more good second. And Katie and I, spent a huge amount of our time gathering financial resources to get to financial independence. And now we give away our finance training courses and I give away my time on the podcast to help you and help the listeners. But I couldn't do that unless I built up my financial resources first. Mm. I could not give at the scale I give now without financial resources. Yeah, absolutely. And so this, this I'm definitely not saying, uh, you know, to, to, to give away all the the money to a charity or, or all my time to a charity um but at, at the moment especially with the, the the growing the trees it's something that somebody can see on the website that we're that we're supporting in a small way um and that links that into um both into being a reading business and then into the sustainability sort of element that that the, that the brand's about i love that tick how are you going to get new subscribers <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well I'm, hope, I'm hoping that when people see that then they'll want to subscribe more because they you know they, they share those values okay i'm gonna just like this is one of the things that i repeat regularly to myself and other people adam there is no hope <laughs> like hope is not a strategy for business hope is not a like i've got my fingers crossed i hope it's gonna bring business you can have an element of that, mm. but we're back to the mix between the daily activity that we know drives the business and that I'm doing the things that I hope will convert. And I think you are doing the right thing and you are, should do it. Like, don't get me wrong, because I think I'm being a little bit hard on you here. Um, you should definitely do this. You should focus on it. It means a lot to you. It's the whole message of the business. Do it. And... What's the daily activity that is not going to just hope subscribers shows up, but is actually going to build it and do it? So the the 
the daily stuff is the um the blogging the making sure that i'm on the the um, front page of google um doing the social media posts um and then i'll i need to do um much more work on managing my my um existing subscriber base i think making sure they're okay and um and seeing if they want to buy other things from me i love that and then we can sprinkle in 10 to 15 percent of crazy big ideas on top yeah that will get people excited if you've got those crazy big ideas it'll keep your existing subscribers interested entertained like oh what's adam Mm. doing this month he's doing this he's doing (laughs) that uh it'll bring new people in it'll get press attention you know let's sprinkle in 10 to 15 percent crazy on top of the hardcore stuff, the stuff that we know actually works, the foundational bits, not hardcore, the foundational bits that Mm. we know works. So I know like time has absolutely flown again, Adam. Mm -hmm. Uh, What have you taken away from this episode? What are you actually going to go and do differently based on this? So I think you've, uh, you've sparked the, uh, a bit of enthusiasm for, for doing some crazy uh, and (laughs) some strategies for doing that. And uh, yeah, I, I I think I need to think bigger um, and think like I'm not just one person uh, sitting at my dining, dining table <laughs> um, running this business and yeah, think a bit bigger. So I'm definitely going to go and um, do some blue sky thinking uh, and then, then come back to, um, you know, filtering those, those ideas out. Um, but doing that as a separate process, I think that's great. And yeah, I, I, I also need to, to really start planning my foundational activities and and keep that ticking over as well. Fantastic. And that's how you build a business. That is exactly it. I think if you consciously decide what your weekly activities are and leave space for a bit of crazy, Mm. I think you'll make incredible progress. So for those people listening to the podcast, to the audience, to the listeners, to the people that well, we do this show for you. I am helping Adam right now and Adam's helping me by talking this through. We do this show for you. What I would love you to take away, what I would love you to go and do is do this marketing exercise for your business. Get some post-it notes, uh, set a target. How many subscribers do you need? How many sales do you want? And then ask the question, how can I market my business and have fun? and generate ideas, play yes and, do this over a period of days or a period of weeks, come up with 10 ideas a day and stick them on the wall or stick them in your notebook or wherever you stick them, come up with 10 ideas a day and start to build those ideas. Then after a week or so of idea generation, pick three that you're going to implement. Two of them need to be the foundational elements that you need to do all the time. And one of them can be a little bit crazy. (laughs) but I want you to actually go away and do this exercise for your business. Get creative, start thinking about how you can get attention, how you can win business, how you can build subscribers, have fun, get out there and take action. Thank you for listening to the rebel entrepreneur. Go build extraordinary. You can have any life you want to choose to build something cool choose to take action choose to work to make your dreams become reality stand out be different be yourself be a rebel entrepreneur